0: The Brum Radio shop is now open with all sorts of Brum radio stuff with everything from T-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. To support Brum radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com.
1: We were laughing I don't know whether Paul caught that early laugh Uh But we kicked off laughing Because I thought he was ready He said go He wasn't ready We're still recording remotely now And I know that Paul's been in the shed Mm. Because in the past Before all this lockdown started He was meeting up Pretty irregularly really (laughs) (laughs) Now and then In the shed to do The Barbara Nice and Friends podcast Which of course you're listening to now And then when it, all this happened, then we started, I'm in my back bedroom, and Paul was in his, <laughs> his room with his Juliet balcony in his <laughs> flat. And then since then, it's sort of uh, opened up a bit. You've been going in the shed, haven't you, Paul? Yes,
2: yes, i had Aren't reasons it? to go down there, but it was nice to see the shed hadn't fallen down without us. So mm. it's a bit dusty. And you've been
1: going in. Mm.
2: But I disinfected it and it's uh, ready for you whenever you're ready.
1: I know, I can't bring myself to to go no. in. It's not because I don't think I don't think you will have disinfected us. I know <laughs> that. It's just I don't know. I Sometimes it's easier to be at home. So it's, yeah. I don't know whether if you're listening to this now and you're in we're in a funny place, are we? Everybody's got to make their mind up what they're gonna do and stuff like that. Have you bought your masks, Paul? That's oh, the thing yes, I've for, got at for least, shopping. At
2: least two masks so they can wear one and wash the other while the while I'm wearing the other. So they are in rotation. Mm,
1: they're a funny thing, aren't they? Mm. I mean I've got two and then I've just bought Five more like a snood. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I promise to say snood yes. to you. Do you know
2: what I mean? It's like oh, a, funny, cool. a funny scarf combination
1: tubular yeah. bells type of thing. Yeah, I've got them in different colors, match your outfit. I've got to tell you, I prefer the snood, the pull up snood.
2: Yes, okay.
1: And you think I'll oh, put in putting them thingy bits of elastic around your and making, taking it off and putting it back in, <laughs> putting your handbag.
2: Yeah, don't know about that. It's
1: a bit dirty, habit, isn't it? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. it's like having a bit of a dirty old handkerchief that now and then you sort of sling yeah. around your ears for a well, bit I, think, I don't know what you
2: think I think we're stuck like this now because I think uh, what I've noticed is because I've got a mask over my face when I cough and sneeze I don't put my hand in front of my mouth like it's polite in the old days so if we oh. ever go to a, an era of not wearing masks I'll probably forget to put my hand in front <laughs> so
1: alright right, your coughing and that. sneezing into your, mm. into your mask
2: that's what you've got to do isn't it keep the germs to yourself
1: how much coughing and sneezing are you doing, Paul? You oh, should go and get...
2: lot not that much, but occasionally you get, you know, your nose gets tickled or something.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but as a long time since your <laughs> nose gets tickled. <laughs> right, well, I've never heard the lie. Well, I'm very pleased for you. Right, okay. Now, listen, we've got Tanika Gupta today, who's a very smashing playwright, and I've worked with her a few times She'll be a nice person to talk to. She'll bring us news of London theatre life, which I'm interested to know about. And uh, I'm hoping to track down, you know, we've got this person who lives in China and listens to us. I think I found out who he is. So we're going to talk to him.
2: You're not tracking down all our listeners, because, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what the ones are that far far flung, I do think I know him, um, Liam. So he said... Because the Chinese time's different from ours, isn't it?
2: Very much so.
1: All right, I'll just try and find out what he said to me and I'll let you know. This might be of interest to people listening and thinking, you oh, know, I know somebody in China. You know, what would be a good time for us to hook up and Zoom? Let's see what he says to me. He says, been a long time, Barbara. Hope you're well. I'd love to join you on your podcast. Obviously, there's a time difference here in China. I'm seven hours ahead of you. All right, it's can't sad. remember. He's nice lad, you know, <laughs> like my type. No, not too. <laughs> I think he can't remember. he's a nice lad, very easygoing. He says, "I'm guessing the situation here in China, or something along those lines." Well, mm. yeah, tells us. What's... Be interesting to know what's going on in China, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, if it's seven hours behind us, then you have to do it at six a.m. No, it's ahead, so seven hours. It'd be about. 8 p.m. to him, I suppose.
1: Yeah, he said that was all right. Yeah. yeah Paul, you are very good, and uh, your dad <laughs> mustn't criticise you for anything because you're bang on. I say we record about one o'clock. Which, we what day? That that would be eight o'clock here. Yeah. No problem for me. And as I asked him, because you used to do a lot of comedy with him in Wolverhampton, ah. he'll tell you the things we've done anyway. Barbara, my very old email, comedy at hotmail.co.uk. Wow. He's not changed it in years and years he, and years.
2: That, he could have sold that for a lot of money when Hotmail was big. Comedy. It's a
1: good email, isn't it? Yeah, comedy yeah. at hotmail.co.uk.
2: How many people would have bought him for Comedy Central and all the comedy clubs? Oh, wow, brilliant. Do you
1: think that's like having a very one of them very good uh, mm. plate on your car?
2: Yeah. Comedy yeah. Uh, When the internet Hotmail. first started, people raced to get, like, you know b&q.com and then sell it to b&q it was a it did was that a go on time.
1: yeah, yeah we'll i have i bought an email address because you know we have ideas when i go out run walking yeah and i was i kind of i mean i'm not saying i missed it meg but i knew that this outdoor comedy would be the next thing so mm. i've kind of bought an email address called al fresco oh,
2: comedy nice do Is you think I, can
1: i make any money out of that well
2: probably or if not you can sell it to a dance troupe or something Right,
1: or ice cream, <laughs> yeah. ice cream
2: maker, a dance troupe. Uh, Al-
1: why a dance <laughs> troupe? AlfrescoComedy.co.uk. Why, or oh, why? I, just, I right. hope you dads listen to this now. <laughs> why, oh, why did you come up with, or a dance troupe? There's
2: definitely got. A, there's definitely got to be an alfresco dance. I'm sure I've heard of it. Okay,
1: but Alf, Listen to the name of it again. AlfrescoComedy.co.uk. <laughs>
2: alfresco dancing. Dance, no, fresco, there's loads, of it. There's loads of it. Right, okay. And this is someone called Alan Fresco. All uh, right.
1: Anyway, there's been outdoor stuff going on. I'm going to go and do um mm. to do like a festival. Deer head. Yeah. I've done it before. It's good. Deer. It's called deer's head. You never mm. whether it's called deer shed or <laughs> deer's head. It's very difficult. Anyway, it's a nice festival, family one. So that's good. Distance like a social distancing stuff.
2: You're, you're big on the deers at the moment during lockdown.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I've I seen his dears. If you don't know what we're talking about, I saw a monk jack deer in our cul-de-sac mid, mid-lockdown, mid mid-lockdown time.
2: Yeah.
1: Have you sent it to Tanika? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, hopefully. I was hoping what normally happens is we have a good conversation and then uh, just as we're in flow, the guest turns up and I have to be quiet.
1: I'm going to ask her. <laughs> so I'm going to get in touch with
2: That will happen now. Any moment I can ready to shut up. I'm
1: still caught up with your dance troupe.
2: Alvesco. <laughs> <laughs> fresco uh, dance true Why not?
1: yeah but the, you, you do see what i'm saying though the <laughs> thing i bought is called Alfresco comedy right
2: and i think i have to interrupt you there because i think we have tanika on the call hello is that better
1: yeah are you in i'm in <laughs> <laughs> now i'm very interested in you having to have a good route round everything where did you have to go to get all your headphones and everything
0: oh well my i've got two uh computers one is a laptop and the other one is a very old thing that my brother gave me, it's a desktop, but it just doesn't like doing things yeah, apart from writing great. plays. Ah.
1: <laughs> well, that's good, because that's what you mostly do. Have, exactly. you been doing, have you been able to do any writing of plays over lockdown, or has your head been
0: I, no, I've No, it's been really good for me. I mean, I had lots of commissions before, so I've just been getting on with them I mean I think for the first four weeks I was totally freaked out like everybody was yeah I did a lot of cleaning, cleaning. yeah and then I gave myself a good talking to and sat down and started writing <laughs>
1: That's very good. What did you say to yourself, today? Can you remember what you said to yourself?
0: I think I said something like, just get on with it. Stop worrying so much. I mean, I think April was very difficult for everyone, wasn't it? Because we just didn't know what was happening. And then I kept hearing about people getting ill and it was a bit scary, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. And I think because you live in London, it was properly... The people that I know mostly, the, uh, who had it, were in London, actually. That, it yeah. was the proper centre of it,
0: wasn't it, love? It was, totally, yeah. Actually, look, your... I, I lost an uncle oh, to COVID. That's... I mean, he was quite elderly and quite poorly, but, you know, I don't think his time was no. up yet.
1: And it's a funny way to lose people as well, because people yeah. couldn't go in hospital. I don't know whether you could go and see him and stuff, but that, I think no, that's very no. hard for people.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, and also it happened so fast. He was in on Thursday and he died on Tuesday. I mean, it was like, what? First thing we heard was he was in hospital and the next thing we hear is, you know, he's passed away. So
1: hard, hard. So you had a word with yourself and you sort of said to yourself, come on, get on with it. And that's good. I mean, sometimes that's all it takes, isn't it? A bit of Yeah, old.
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: then you start, how many plays have you
0: written, love? So I've written two plays in lockdown. Which is not bad, is it? No, uh, really? one one for the Royal Court and one for Hampstead Theatre. So uh, I've handed them in. Uh, I think you know they're going to be read, and uh, Lord knows when they'll ever get on. But uh, I've got a great sense of achievement having done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have now. I you give you any idea, because I know there's a lot of stuff going on, and when will yeah. theatres open? Andrew Lloyd Webber was on the television going. The Koreans are doing it, why can't we? And you want not you get it sprayed before you go into the London Palladium and all that? What do you... <laughs> <laughs> he's, a funny, he's, a, he's a funny fella. But, and also, all theatre is not the London Palladium, is it? But have they given you any idea, or have you got any idea, when, when theatre can sort of happen again, live theatre?
0: Yeah, I have to be careful what I say because it's not official yet, but I'm definitely working with a theatre in London to do a socially uh, distanced uh, event, um, okay, and it looks like we've got the go-ahead, and so so that is with the theatre, and that is writing a play for them, which is very exciting to be writing something that is actually going to be produced. Yeah, um, and they're working really hard to make it work with the local council and all the rest of it. So. Um, I think I think there are creative ways around it that I think theaters you know attempting you yeah. know using different rooms using different times so that not everyone has to come in at the same time of an yeah. evening you know you don't have to have 400 people all coming to see a theater at 7:30 and maybe opening the theater from 10 in the morning so I don't know you can have socially distance audiences all through the day so I think I think the more interesting theatres are actually trying to find different ways of getting around it.
1: I agree with you, it's sort of that kind of a challenge isn't it, like a creative challenge. And when you think about Edinburgh and stuff like that, you're going to see stuff all times of the day aren't you? And often, you know, in socially distance audiences because no one's picking on what's going on. But I think... It is possible to change the way we've been doing things, and sometimes for the better. Because not everybody can make can go to the theatre in the evening anyway, can they?
0: No, that's true. That's true. And I think there's going to be a mini revolution in the in the in the way that the theatre done. But I mean, the main thing is to keep the theatres functioning, uh, or at least open, even if it is even if the doors are closed. Because uh, what worries me is when all these theatres start going into bankruptcy and closing down, then there's really no hope for us for a long yeah. time. So we want to keep the theatres going, but I think we're going to have to change the way we do things generally. Because I think COVID is, COVID-19 is basically not going away for a long time. Yeah. So sadly, we, we have to find different ways of, 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 of performing and of also of making it more inclusive as you say, not everyone can go to the theater in the evening. I mean, some of the best, best plays I've been to see are in the matinees, That's sake. right. You know, it's just like wonderful audiences, especially elderly audiences. Um, and I think I'm going into that realm now. I'd much rather go and see a matinee. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: good, Piggy and I, absolutely. So be more creative. And I like that, the R word. Revolution.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doing things piggy differently. Because I know it's been awful all this of course and loads of levels, but it has allowed everything to stop. We thought we thought it couldn't stop, didn't we? We thought we've got to go to work. You've got to keep eating all these crap sandwiches on trains. I've seen you <laughs> a couple of times when you've been rushing somewhere as a train station, I've been going somewhere else and we you know, going higher and we knackered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not I there good at goodness. the moment.: Go on.: no. Go on no. I said I'm not going anywhere at the moment. I'm just sort of like wandering off to the shops to buy me peanuts every now and then, and then coming back. <laughs> but I, 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 I think that in terms of revolution, what, what, what I also mean is that it's, it's lifted the lid as well on a lot of stuff like Black Live's Matter has just been amazing, I think. And Absolutely. Uh, looking at the way in which um, theater is run a little bit too much by the same kind of people uh and you know how few plays there are by women how few plays there are by people of you know diverse backgrounds disabled people as well you know so i think that everybody's suddenly kind of waking up slowly and going hang on you know why why are all the plays that we've just seen all written by white men for example or why is that uh Show that's on the telly that's about India, written by a white man.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that's. Right.
0: So I think there's lots of uh, people questioning the gatekeepers, and uh, which is quite uncomfortable, isn't it? It must make quite uncomfortable stuff, but um, I think uh, I think it's all for the good.
1: Yeah, eventually. I d- I do, I know I think all all that kind of change is got to, and, Yeah, there's a good song that's called Change has Gotta Come and I'm I'm glad that's happening. And all this money, you know that the the giving where will that go? I just think it's going to go. A lot of people are earning too much money anyway. I think at the right to the top. You know what I mean? There are a lot of money. Some of them. The, there, was,
0: yeah, there was, yeah, there was a there was a list. Some I I read somewhere of the top. You know, the people that were making the amount, most amount of money in terms of artistic directors, and so, I don't want to name them, uh, but some of them were earning over a hundred thousand pounds. Some, some even six hundred thousand oh. pounds. And I just thought that's like most of my friends put together. <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> just, just extraordinary, and so uh, that has to change as well. You know, we need more more money for the artists, and less for the uh, less for the you know people who are running it, I guess. Yeah,
1: we've got to have money for the artists. Because often in theatres, the most poorly paid people are the actors. That's no good, is it? That's no good. The,
0: the actors, the stage managers, the lighting designers, you know, these are all people who are completely out of work. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I've still got work. But uh, there are many, you know, without theatre, they have no career. So I'm I'm very uh, anxious for them. But having said that, that there is a freelancers uh, group that have been getting together and talking about how to move things forward, and there have been hardship funds put forward. But um, yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult time for many, many people, not just theatre, obviously.
1: No, that's true. Right. So, it's part yeah. of all that. But good things could come out of it. And I think it's brilliant. You've, you've managed to write these couple of. Of plays, just got on with it, and because at the beginning, like you said, we were all running around sneaking, thinking, "Oh, I'll clear out another cupboard," that kind of thing. Let's clean, clean, and yeah, then a lot, really, lot of hell of a lot of picking, and cleaning, and then you realise. The thing with cleaning, it doesn't last forever, you've got to do it again, haven't you? I
0: know, God, the dust, the dust. You've got to keep doing
1: it. So what's the atmosphere? Because a lot of people say that London, you know, proper, proper garden London, very deserted. Is that true, Tanika? I, I haven't
0: been in, I haven't been in, but I do know people who've cycled in just to kind of go and have a little sort of nostalgic look, and they, they've sent me text saying, it's absolutely dead. You know, all the cafes and the restaurants, you know, quite a lot of them have uh, just closed, you know, boarded up, they're not opening again. Uh, And of course, you know, theater and entertainment and cinema and all those things in town, you know, they they feed these, uh, the hospitality industry as well, as we all know. And then of course, there's no, uh, a lot of people not going to the offices. So all these sandwich bars and apparently all completely closed down and Covent Garden looks deserted. Which is bizarre, so I haven't gone, because I'm I'm not very good on my bike, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of you trolleying into into London. How far out of the middle are you? Uh,
0: Well, it probably wouldn't take that long, half an hour to cycle in, but I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's the end of that. That's the end of that blinking thing. So have have you been cooking any good food?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I generally do cook, so I've always been, and, and actually what I have done in the last month or so is I've invited friends over to sit in the garden, so we've been having meals together, so because that was the other thing that I was finding really difficult. Uh, I just celebrated 32 years of marriage with my husband. David. I know
1: you did, the lovely David Archer. David Archer.
0: and I, Lovely. And I've never spent so much time with him in 32 <laughs> years. <laughs> How is it bed love? Yeah, it's been great. We've actually, we haven't killed each other. We've actually got on quite well. That's but right. all our children have left home. And so it's just the two of us. So it was very important to see some friends after a while. Yeah. <laughs> and we did, we did a lot of cooking uh, and uh, lots of cakes. But I, I tend to cook Indian food. So, um, uh, yeah, I do a very mean aubergine curry. So, uh, yeah, that's been my speciality so far.
1: It's funny because it's a lovely day here. I don't know whether it's lovely in London. And I was thinking, because I think I've seen on Facebook some pictures of you entertaining with David in the garden. Not in this occasion, on other occasions. And I remember thinking, oh, I think that looks very, very, very nice. And I think (laughs) you've got a feel for it and how to do that kind of thing. You know, that kind of... Yeah, you have, haven't you? You like well, it,
0: for Well, a start, people. Right? Always, whenever I invite people, they always come, which is quite nice. You never get anyone going. No, I'm. I, I'm sorry, I've I'm, got to work or something. They all come running, which is quite nice. So um, it, we're we're just very friendly, and because we had a big family at one point, we're just like trying to. We're trying to make it happen again with our friends
1: instead. <laughs> it's really a nice thing to yeah. do, and out <laughs> in the garden and all that. I think. I know you were doing that kind of stuff and you and it just kind of strikes me that we're going back to a more simpler life of people going around to people's houses safely and having a nice time and not necessarily, I don't know, I know people have got to go to venues. It's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult, mm.
0: really. Is that well, if you does? want to socialise, I would much rather go to someone's house or they come here rather than sit in a pub. Absolutely. I mean, I d- at the moment. Um, I'm not, I I am rather partial to pubs, I have to say, but uh, (laughs) not at the moment.
1: And I know you like a pub. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the laugh of a sociable woman. Nice. It's good, isn't it? So I'm glad you've been getting your social uptake and not just you and David. but, But it's been good. You've not hit each other on the head with a pan.
0: Oh, not at all, not yet. Anyway, this, this, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's really nice. Right, anything else? So when, when will these plays come out now, t- uh, t- you don't well, well, know. What,
0: really. Well, one of them is going to happen in September, hopefully, fingers right. crossed. Uh, and then the others, I don't know. I mean, who knows when they'll happen? The other thing I've been doing is dabbling in film as well. Oh. So that's, that's, I've not really written feature films before, so I've been doing a few I've been asked to write a few treatments and possibly mm-hmm. a script so Brilliant. so that's been really interesting because actually in lockdown I've been watching a lot more films than I would normally and uh, it's great isn't it? What films. have you
1: seen that you'd recommend?
0: Well I watched this great Japanese film which was called uh, The Shoplifters which well, I think it won a, a Palme d'Or at Cannes a couple of years ago and it's absolutely brilliant. It's the sort of thing that I would not have seen normally. Um, and it's it's kind of about alternative families. But it's very funny and very, very poignant. And it's brilliant. Oh, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a bit like Parasite, but not really. It's only because it comes from that sort of neck yeah. of the woods. But it's, uh, I think it was made before Parasite actually. But it's great, it's a great film.
1: Sharplifters, well that's a good yeah. tip. Yeah. And, and lot of people, because I think this lockdown thing has given people a chance to think, what is it I really want to do? And we've been talking quite a lot about creativity and change and stuff. So if anybody's thinking, well, oh, I'd really have always wanted to write a play, be a dramatist, what would, what, what would you say to people? I've always fancied it and think maybe a, this is a time to make a
0: change. I think it is. I think it is. I think this is the time. I mean, I was watching the Grayson Perry Art Club on telly. I loved oh, yeah. that. And so many people are doing art for the first time in lockdown. I mean, drawing things, painting things, making collages, uh, and writing as well. I thought that he's, what what was really interesting about his program was how, how I found it amazing how many people were doing this. Uh, I know my daughter, one of my daughters has been doing the most amazing artwork in lockdown, you know, making mirrors. And and she's written her first uh, play as well. Um, I never even knew she wanted to write plays. I'm a bit scared of reading it, but um, I, might, I might be slagged off in it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, write, absolutely. And if you find it too daunting, then just try and give yourself like 15 minutes every day to just write whatever comes to your head. Oh, so, uh, I, think, I think everyone's a writer. They just need to find the space and time to do it.
1: A mm. word with ourselves and say, come on, come on. get on with it. Yeah. I think that's so very good. I think it's really good advice. I honestly, I <laughs> do. Come on, get on with it. So, it was absolutely, and I'd love to come sometime into your garden with you and David and spend a night talking and eating your aubergine curry. Oh, yeah. I would like
0: <laughs> love it.
1: You're telling me you that for now? What are you going to do with the rest of the day, love?
0: Well, I have a, I have one of those dreaded Zoom script meetings oh. at three, uh, where somebody's going to take my script to pieces. Hopefully oh. not. Anyway, a discussion about my script. That's what. Sort of, that's. That's. Should we put it that way? <laughs> yeah. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very tiring. Give you a headache. Zoom. Does it give you a headache?
0: <laughs> I hate Zoom, I just, because I can't, you know, I can't, especially when you have important meetings and you can't quite read the body language because you can only see the head. (laughs) And actually it's really important, isn't it, that sort of social interaction with people, even when you're having a meeting, you know, to be able to kind of look them in the eye or even when you've got a group of people and you're kind of squinting at someone thinking, why are they not looking at me? And then you think, well, of course they can't see you. You That's how right, well, they, they like can't. Like... They can't feel you kicking them under the table.
1: Yeah, yeah your old <laughs> tricks. The old footsie <laughs> tricks. Your yeah, old old for.
0: Yeah, shut up, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm joking. It'd be good to <laughs> find kicking people under the tables yeah.
0: on Zoom. Yeah, no, that would be good. Oh, it's lovely talking to you.
1: And you, day, you. darling. Yeah. Take
0: care. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Ta-ra, love to the family. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, Thank cheers. you. Bye bye-bye, bye, darling. Bye bye. <laughs> It were very nice to speak to Tanika and it's good news that all that stuff's possibly going on and she's Mm. been right. And get on with stuff. Yeah. That's a message to all of us now, wherever you are, cycling or doing, and you're just thinking, I'm running out of steam a bit. Take a a leaf out of Tanika Gupta's book and just get on with stuff. I'm telling you what, that aubergine curry, I bet, is second to none in that lovely garden. Mm. Alfresco
2: dining there, Barbara.
1: Yeah. I I own that name. Remember that? (laughs) Dining no <laughs> alfresco i don't think i can you can't own alfresco can know. you okay so you're going to oh you when will your girlfriend come back you've been oh, on your own all two this two weeks
2: time. yeah i'm gonna be lonely for two weeks but oh well i've got you barbara i'll talk to you,
1: you have got me babe <laughs> you've got me and you've got all our listeners across yeah. the world so the next time kids you're listening we don't know when it'll be going out but it will be oh you're listening to this wonderful one with tanika about well writing plays mm-hmm. and What's going on and cycling into, but what, a glimpse of London. Ghost town. Lovely, with ghost town. It's coming like a ghost (laughs) town. And uh, then with Liam, who's joining us from China. And I know that on Facebook that if anybody knows Liam Jones, some of you will know him, I think he's just got a new job. and I think he's very happy about it. So we'll be talking to him. Mm. about that and he used to used to book for the cabaret stage in glastonbury a you know, lot of people will be knowing him and they'll know that yeah. for nothing so liam jones from wolverhampton originally ringing any bells <laughs> listening yeah. all right paul okay. and everybody listening in look after yourselves Ta-ra! thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app